Welcome back to the backyard or if this is your first time listening or watching one of our episodes Welcome, I'm Bethy and I'm Lucy and this is the backyard ministries podcast Today's episode is season one episode two We're going to talk about reformation versus revival and the hype of Asbury and if you were watching, you can tell that we are dressed in green today. Why, you might ask? Because happy St. Patrick's Day! So also, tomorrow is a very, very special day. It is and a Saturday. No, get drum roll, please. It is Bethany's birthday tomorrow. What? It's crazy. And it's... not only that, it's a special birthday because it's my golden birthday. And I told my coworkers about this, and they were like, "What is a golden birthday?" So if you don't know, a golden birthday is a birthday where you turn the same age as the day you were born. So it's like this special little way to celebrate you turning the number you were born on. So we are going to talk about Reformation versus Revival. They are two very different topics, but they kind of go hand in hand together. So like if you're wondering, what's the definition of Reformation and Revival? Reformation means to be changed for the better, to be completely one way and then turned around. Transformed. Yes, exactly. Which is exactly what happens when you accept Christ as your savior. You know, his word says that you are born again. You are a new creature. New life has been breathed into you. And that is what being reformed means. It's being completely changed for the better. And And we're not talking about being a reformist. That's something completely different. And that's not even something we're talking about on today's podcast. No, that's that's not today's episode. Probably somewhere down the road, but not right now. now. And I mean, to be reformed in the sense of salvation, to be changed for the better, there is nothing better than becoming a child of God. There's nothing better than Jesus Christ, Amen. Yeah, amen. To define revival, it simply means an improvement in the condition or strength of something. So something that when I was researching for this podcast that popped up and I thought of was it's not even spiritual in its origin. Like we use revival to think of like the great awakenings and you know the Holy Spirit came down on the apostles during Pentecost and that wasn't even its origin. It literally just means improvement. Like an athlete could have revival in in their sport. Mm -hmm. You know it's to become better at something versus reformation is to be changed for the better. What happened that we only associate the word revival now with church yeah. and spiritual life. Like, I was that thinking is that too. Like, when, did, when did that switch? And the other thing too is reformation has been strictly associated for the past few years, specifically one with reformists mm-hmm. and with the reformation with yeah. Martin Luther. It's not what it is because if you're a saved child of God, you are reformed no matter what denomination you, you are. You have been reformed. Mm-hmm. I guess the question is is revival biblical? If you are experiencing a revival in Christ, then absolutely. Psalm 69. What it says, it says, when the humble see if they will, when the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. Mm. So we as Christians can be revived in Christ. That's what 
revival is. Say when you would go from being dead and unborn to completely transformed, yes. that is reformation. Yeah. When you are a born-again Christian, and say you are in a season of discouragement, or you're feeling really weary, Christ can revive your heart. Yes. And that, that's what this verse is. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. He is our reviver. Yeah. So... The word revive in the Bible, a lot of the context is used in the context of saving. Mm -hmm. Like, um, a good, um, uh, not illustration, but... Well, the, think about it when someone is receiving CPR, they say they have been revived mm -hmm. because they weren't breathing and then they were. Yeah, and like a good... They've been restored to the state. To be saved, like, David used revive in a lot of his psalms and one that I think of um, is Psalm 85, 4 through 6, and it says, Restore us, O God of mm -hmm. our salvation, and cause your anger toward us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? And he's talking about, he's praying that the Lord will restore favor to the land of Israel. And, you know, he asks to be restored, and then he asks to be revived. And revive is used a lot of the times, a lot of times I'd in the say Bible. Restore and revive go like hand, oh, in, hand, hand in hand. Oh, hand in hand. Definitely. They're not like distant cousins, they're siblings. If basically to sum it up, Reformation is to go to a state where you are completely transformed. Mm -hmm. Revival is reviving the state that was already there. I think an important thing to say is that you can't have revival without reformation no you can't you can't no. have christ revive your heart if you're not one of his children they also go hand in hand with each other you need mm -hmm. one to have the other reformation you must have reformation and then you can have a revival and if you have reformation and you don't want a revival i would say you seriously need to check your walk with the lord because we should be daily it should be a heart a daily heart posture asking god to revive us to be used for him mm -hmm. and that brings us on to a topic that has been in the news, that has been... Social media. All over social media. Oh my that God, yes. hundreds of thousands of people are talking about all across the country and all across the world. Something that has caused major controversy in the Christian community and outside of the Christian mm -hmm. community. Which is the Asbury Revival. The Asbury University is a college in Kentucky. And it is a Christian university, a private Christian university, and the revival broke out after one of their chapel sessions, and it was basically worship that started and never stopped. It was, at some points, the entire chapel room was filled with people. There was thousands of people on their lawn, their healings and miracles and just worship going on in this building yeah so when i was looking up asbury you know they are a private christian college they are they are not shy of hiding that they're a christian a christian college asbury has been was founded in the year 1890 so it has been around for a while and in those years that they have had they have had nine revivals nine revivals nine total some of them have been scheduled some of them have not um but essentially they have had so many revivals 
Um, the first one, I believe it started in February 1905. It was during a blizzard. A prayer meeting broke out in the men's dorm and spilled into the rest of the campus. Um, and then again in February of 1908, someone was praying in chapel and the revival lasted two weeks and was signified, signified by, this is off their website, by prevailing prayer and intercession. They had multiple other revivals and then the most the last one they had but was in 2006 in February and it was a student-led chapel and it lasted for four days of continuous worship prayer and praise um so the 2023 you know they had a 15-year break of no revivals no good or they might have had revivals but it wasn't like what they're experiencing now where it has gone this on for was weeks such, um wide scale this large extent of a revival it's definitely something that if this is genuine should go just beyond this one chapel at this one university people yeah. should take this spirit of worship into their everyday lives i don't think revival should be pushed as an event it's an everyday experience and it's okay to say you know i'm experiencing revival during this worship service or this has been going on for so long and I, I can't do anything but praise and worship God. Mm -hmm. I'm so for that. Like if you find yourself in a setting where you're just like, this is, this is pure worship. I feel so connected. I feel revived. My soul's on fire. I just want to do stuff for God. Please stay in that environment. But you should also, once you leave that environment, keep it in your heart well, and meditate I think on it. it's like anything. God speaks to everyone differently mm, because we're all different people. And just like we all have different spiritual gifts, he knows who we are. And so he gives us exactly what we need. In a sense, I feel like we all, all are going to experience revival in a different way. Mm -hmm. Just because other people are experiencing revival through this big communal worship and they're having miracles mm -hmm. and all of this does not necessarily mean that Christ can't revive you or speak to you in another way. Yeah. Like, this isn't the end-all, be-all of a revival. Like, we as Christians have the Holy Spirit living within us. So if you feel like you're missing out or you're discouraged because you were not at the Asbury Revival, He's Christ, still there. Yeah, he's still speaking to you every single day. Just get in his word, tell him that you're feeling discouraged and that you need your heart revived and he will answer you. I think that's definitely something that needs to be pushed a little bit more in a in a Christian community. Like the disciples in Pentecost receiving the Holy Spirit through flames of fire to speak in different languages, like they meditated in a room and they were sitting there thinking how God used me. Like they were so willing and so open and that needs to be our heart posture. But the problem I think specifically with our generation is we are so used to everything being quick and comfortable. Like think yes. about our culture. You yes. order something on Amazon and it shows up on your doorstep the next day. <laughs> no, the next day. So you can even have the two hour option. Exactly. You There's fast food. There's a fast free shipping. TikTok and Instagram, their, their videos don't, don't exceed more than 60 seconds we're constantly with the if it doesn't get us within like i think the statistics is something like the first two seconds or something weird we're gonna scroll past it and like, i want to say for children their shows now have to change pictures every few seconds i i could be wrong so don't take my word on this but i want to say someone told me 0.5 seconds 
Maybe a little more than 0.5 seconds a children's show has to change pictures in order to keep their attention. That and can't that, possibly be good. That is the generation and that is the culture that we are surrounded in is you can have what you want right now. And I think the hard thing is quieting your soul and waiting for the Lord. How many times in the Bible does God say be still and wait? Like so many. Joseph, this is such a good example. Like it's so cool how God does this. But like Joseph waited years like mm. decades to get out of jail for something he didn't do for following the lord's commands and he was he waited and he served and then he became a leader in egypt but was able to bring his family in easy. like even in psalm 69 like i quoted earlier with the revive this it's at the verse three it says i am weary with my eye with crying out my throat is parched my eyes grow dim with waiting for my god waiting is not easy waiting can be discouraging and frustrating and if we are specifically waiting for god's plan to be revealed to us and waiting for that revival in our lives that can be so discouraging and that's often why we're turning to the world for things because it's so instant rather than waiting patiently for God. And I think a good thing to remember as well is that the things of this world are fleeting. Every single aspect, mm. every single moment, every single cherished memory, it's fleeting. But like the Bible says, the word of our God will stand forever. forever. Though the flowers fade and the grass withers, the word of our God will stand forever. Amen. And ultimately, everything we do on on this earth is preparing us for what we as human beings were actually created for, which is perfection in the presence of God. I'm not saying it's bad to indulge in things like, it's okay to binge watch a TV show. It's okay to go get a large coffee, right. even though you right. don't really need it, but Some you do need it. Some of us don't really need it. Some of us don't really <laughs> need it. Oh. Lucy, that's a horrible cough. You should get some coffee for that. Um, but it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to do those things. And I'm not saying, you know, with the whole cherished memories thing, like, don't forsake the ones you love. Like, please right. do things with them. Please right. cherish them. You know, be in their presence as well as in the Lord's. But just remember that ultimately everything you're doing is for his glory. And so, and back to the Asbury, if you are struggling because you see the Holy Spirit moving there and you feel like it's not moving in your life and you have to be a part of a mm. revival like that, just remember that the Holy Spirit lives inside you as a Christian Amen. and that that revival is just a cry out to God away. Mm. Yeah, 100%. That's that's definitely what it is. And so I think I think a big question that we need to tackle is what does our generation, what does Gen Z need to do to truly experience revival? And this is for all generations as well, but mm. specifically for ours just because we know what we're growing up in. And right. even though our parents and other leaders, they have the same beliefs and we're trying to follow them, they don't understand. They, I don't think they'll ever fully understand the world of media and everything that's thrown at us, you know. So what does Gen Z need to do to truly experience revival? And I think this is exactly the reason Bethany and I wanted to start the Backyard 100%, Ministries yeah. is because in Gen, Z, in Gen Z, we see this hurt and this desperate search for something that will provide mm. peace and something that will provide hope and we know we are lucky enough to know that that is jesus it, yes but not everyone is and so what steps need to happen 
in order for that change to take place. Like we were saying, everything in this generation, this culture, is so quick and so instant. Mm -hmm. And we are so distracted. There's so many so distractions. Distracted. And it's easy to be distracted. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I get distracted too. Like there's oh, times please. when I know I should be reading my Bible and I haven't touched it all day do or you, all week and I'm scrolling on TikTok. Do, do you guys ever do the thing where like you start to pray for one person and then you throw somebody else in and then somebody else in and oh, then God, all of a sudden you're me with this random person I saw on the street my math teacher from three years <laughs> and ago. And all of a sudden you're, you're praying for like the entire population of planet Earth. Like even distraction gets into our prayer, into our personal walk with the Lord. Well it's, that's also because I feel like prayers become more ritualistic and then we're just naming things because we feel like we have to pray for someone and not because Definitely. our hearts are in a spirit of prayer. Oh. What does Gen Z need to do to truly experience revival? I think the first step is you have to be saved. You have to be reformed. You have to be a child of God. That's so the first step. So what can Gen Z do to be saved? And what what can those who are already saved do to encourage other people to the gospel? I'll let you have a better way of summarizing the gospel than I do. So, so I think Lucy should There's take a little that. something, I don't know if you've heard of it, called the ABCs of Salvation. And it is the most simple childlike way to explain the gospel in an A, B, C manner. A, admit you're a sinner. We are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God every single day. B, believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. C, confess your sins and with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved. That is the gospel. That's all it is. A, B, C. Romans 10 Nine, because if you if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's that's it. And if you are not a Christian, that is all you have to do to be saved. Go and sin no more. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Now, if you are a Christian and you are saying, what can I do? I want to tell the gospel to other people. I want to see a change in my community. One... There's so many ways that you can spread the gospel with other people. So many, especially with like these with the media, unique little devices. Make a TikTok video, write a Bible verse on the back of your car. Make scripture cards with your friends or with the backyard ministry to pass out. And pray that the Spirit, pray that the Holy Spirit interferes with your day and allows you the words and opportunities to tell other people about Jesus. But the second thing I would say is you need to be willing and open to his calling. You know, as I touched on earlier, the apostles were ready and waiting. Joseph was waiting for the Lord to do something big. And you have to have a heart posture of, God, please use me. And he is going to use you. He if you will. are willing. I am telling you, this is a scary prayer to pray. I started praying this, I want to say in September. And it is a joy to be used by God. But when you pray that prayer. It's terrifying. And I know everyone says that. And I'm telling you so many things have happened to me since then and we'll probably do a podcast episode about this um we can do a use me lord podcast so how when we pray that for what god has done in our lives yeah that'd be super fun but and some of your own stories yeah you send them in. That'd be totally really cool. you can email us at the backyard ministries at gmail.com or dm us on instagram or facebook or you can um send us a message to our website and tell us how god has used you or any amazing god stories that you have and maybe we can feature one on our podcast that would be super but fun but anyways i definitely think that that is something that needs to happen for 
reformation for this generation. The third point is you have to be faithfully in the word. Mm. And I know like that's beaten into us, especially if you've grown up in a Christian household, you know, it starts to, it's a broken record, you know? Um, I feel like it's a broken record and you're going to miss days and there are days you're going to read and you're going to be like, well, this was absolutely pointless. I don't understand. And there's going to be days you get into the word and you read something and it just kind of smacks you in your face and you're like, whoa. But it's like anything. It's like when you're studying for classes or if you are trying to do better in a sport or you are trying to learn a new skill, you're not going to see improvement if you're not continuously working. And mm -hmm. even like working out, yeah, it's going to suck. There are going to be days when it sucks. Yeah. But you're going to see that muscle build over time, and you're going to realize that you're stronger in the end. And I think a, a big thing to realize, because I didn't realize this until a couple years ago, and that's really what kickstarted my walk with the Lord, is that everybody has their own way of studying the Bible and feeling close to God. Right. If I, I'm sure if I studied the Bible the same way Lucy does, I wouldn't get as much out of it as the same way I study my Bible, and that's perfectly okay, because we're not supposed to compare how we learn to other people. Right. That's God speaks to us all differently. Yes. The Holy Spirit, though I believe it is quiet and he is the same for everyone, he's going to speak to you in a way that you can personally understand mm -hmm. it. And the fourth, the fourth point is something that we're going to talk in another episode yeah. coming later this month, but doing everything with a heart of worship, with a heart of thank you, God, mm -hmm. with a heart of let me do this for you. You've given me this opportunity and just focusing even, everything back to him. Even the things that you wouldn't even think to mm -hmm. praise or worship God for. Like, I try to think about every time I take a wrong turn, every time I make a mistake, every time I accidentally delete a paper for a class, I take time to praise God for it. Because those may be opportunities that He's given me for something that I may not even be able to see the bigger and picture And it focuses for. Your, your attention back on back on him instead of wallowing in your self-pity, which is what the devil would want you to you do. Gives you so much more joy. So much more joy. The last point is, oh, it's so simple, and yet it's so hard, and mm. it is the one word, obedience. Oof. And you have to obey. You know, you can do all these four points and not obey his word or what he's asking of you, and you're not going to experience it because he's not, because he's going to look down on you and say, well, are you really willing and open because like you can be willing and open. We could do we could do this podcast, but do it in a way that we want, right? And not be obedient to what and we think God has given to us to do. Self glorification, mm -hmm. if and living in a culture that promotes self and you are important and you are your own God and your truth is the most relevant. No, the truth is not relevant. Truth, by the way, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the way Amen. and the truth. There is no other truth except Jesus. And he is the ultimate authority. We are not the rulers of our own lives. Mm -hmm. And if we are living in a state where we want to have God and we want to have what we want and the things of this world, they do not go hand in hand. They do not mix. And yeah. that's why we have to live in obedience to God's word because it, it's hard. Mm -hmm. But it comes with a reward. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, ultimately to wrap everything up, I believe revival is an everyday thing. It's a heart posture of submission and love towards mm. our Savior Amen. when we daily ask for him to use us and be on fire for him. It's not a once in a while thing. It's not, you know, it can be this church service. It can be weeks long of worship, but it's ultimately every single day when you wake up in the morning and you say, God, I'm yours. I'll obey 
using. It's how you present yourself before the king. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's how you come into the throne room, you know? Mm -hmm. It's how you talk to Jesus, our, our intercessor, to talk to the Father. So as we're wrapping up our podcast, let's talk about our wavelength. Ooh, this wavelength. Week. I love wavelengths. I think for something that I, we're on the same wavelength for this the week. The same one. We started more college classes this week than ah! our eight-week classes. Oh, I hate them already, you guys. It's, 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 are you, okay, so mine are two weeks of lessons in one week. Is that how yours is set up? Mine, one of them is, I have to turn in an essay every other week. There's four essays in eight weeks. How long are your essays? Five pages, all MLA format. It's a different oh. topic each week. Oh, yeah, so I, I'm doing a computer design basics class and I have to download this mucho expensive um, thing on my computer, which is really annoying. Um, but then there's also this textbook and I kid y'all not, the textbook is bigger than Lucy's Bible. And if y'all have to go to the YouTube to like see how big her Bible is because <laughs> it's massive. You could kill Goliath with this thing. It's I'm, a big Bible. It's a huge Bible. But like. And it's all technical terms, and I'm not thriving, and I'm not loving it. Ooh, pray for first, Bethy in her classes. The first section, I have to read, like, 58 pages or something, oh. and I started this morning, and I got through one and a half, and I was, like, brain dead. I'm taking a jazz class. <laughs> that was so funny, because she told me that over text, and I went, well, back up. You're taking a what class? Jazz. She's like, a jazz class. And jazz Jazz. Right now, my favorite class, though, is art survey. My favorite class right now is graphic design one. I'm doing three. I'm doing graphic design one, drawing she's fundamentals. She's killing it. And she's doing so well. I'm actually really shocked by that, to be honest. But I, I really love the class. I have such a great professor. Um, but like, I love all the different things we have to do. It's so broad, and it's it's really eye opening. And it's crazy because like, now I, now I can't look at a piece of art. Like if I see something, I'm like. All right, what's a focal point? Change right, that's your a focal perspective. Point. Like it changed my whole perspective. Let on Jesus looking do at that this. to you. It just shows. Yes, that you're studying His word. Exactly. It changes your perspective. Your worldview will change if you're in Christ. But yeah, definitely, we are totally praying for all of you guys who are in college or high school for or middle sure. school. And or comment whatever. down below or send us a DM and let us know if you're in college, what classes you're taking, if you like them, if you're in high school, same thing. Yeah. So. Join us for our next episode. <gasps> next Friday. Next Friday, we will be talking about church hurt and biblical ministry. Yes. We will be diving into Jesus' ministry on church. We will be talking about the Bill Gothard movement and Ooh. everything that is. I know we both recently saw the movie Jesus Revolution, <gasps> so we'll probably be talking a little bit about that. And... Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy St. Patrick's Happy Day. Saint Patrick. And please head on over to Instagram and be sure to wish Bethany a happy birthday. Happy golden birthday. Happy golden birthday. Thank you so much for listening to the Backyard Ministries podcast. I'm Lucy. I'm Bethy. Thank you for joining us on episode two of season one. We will see you next week on Friday. The, the best things are the things that aren't planned. <laughs> gelato. I love gelato.